Nightlife with Philip Clark on ABC Radio. Joining us for Nightlife News Breakdown is Malcolm Farr, political journalist and long-time observer of Australian politics. Malcolm, good evening. Welcome to Nightlife. Sir, how are you, Phil? Very, very well. Let's talk superannuation, which was one of the big issues today. The federal government intending to overhaul how we manage our retirement savings, our superannuation. Uh, the Treasurer is speaking about the changes today at a speech to the financial services industry in Sydney. He released a consultation paper inviting responses to his plan for legislating an objective for super, the main point being should only be used in retirement. Let's talk about that in a moment. But this, firstly, from Jim Chalmers on the need for change. Right now, we're on track to spend more on super concessions, tax concessions, than the age pension by around 2050. Now, I'm not convinced that that's a sustainable way to get to our destination. Yes, he also identified the problems he saw in the way, well, expressed the government's intention in in this way. So this year, in 2023, our agenda for super goes further. We will try and end the super wars once and for all and make sure that the future changes to the system are compatible with the main objective of super. And doing that requires us to embed superannuation's purpose into law. All right, this is the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, who also identified the problems he saw in the way super's been handled by the previous government. Some of the most disastrous policy proposals we've seen in recent years, like allowing those billions to be withdrawn from balances during the pandemic, have come about in part because our predecessors were navigating the super landscape without a compass. This made us vulnerable to wrong turns and wrong decisions. It moved us further away from where we need to be, which is better living standards in retirement for as many Australians as possible. Yes. Well, Malcolm, what's going on here? <laughs> is what he's saying is, is he wants to fix super for all Australians or is he really saying, I want to save money? Oh, look, I think very much the latter, but with the former, reinforcing that super is meant to be there as a replacement of uh, of the age pension. And he's right to a degree that uh, if you have a small super account and you uh, you went ahead and, and, and pulled 20 grand out of it or whatever during COVID to, I don't know, pay off a house or, or renovations or some such... Uh, uh, normally, if you're not a big earner, then you're, you're, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, your account is not going to amount to much when you finally do retire because uh, that's just the nature of the, of the incremental uh, changes to uh, super funds. Uh, so that, that's one thing. He, he doesn't want people uh, uh, you know, hoiking their money off elsewhere. He wants them to keep it for, um, for retirement. Now, this is an ideological question here because, look, it's my money. I'll do with it what I want. I mean, if I want to take fifty grand out of my super fund and uh, and uh, and run endless cruises to Venice and back, I'll do that. But the the, the difference being, of course, that uh, 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 that the reason that my fund is so uh, hefty is because uh, I um, uh, I got some taxation assistance from the government, uh, as in taxpayers got some concessions there that helped me pump it up. But still, it, there is an argument that, well, come on, it's my money. I should be able to do with it what I want. Now, it, 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 of course, this, this was a, a Paul Keating 
innovation. And, and, and I, I think it's fascinating to hear some of the terms used by Jim Chalmers and going back to listen to uh, Paul Keating. Jim Chalmers talked about a war. Paul Keating, some bit over 30 years ago, was talking about a conflict on uh, uh, on um, uh, superannuation. And he, he said he, in July 1991, he said, even today, 10 cents of every dollar spent by the federal government goes on Social Security for the aged. So clearly his attention was, was to try and uh, reduce that, just mm. as Jim Chalmers wants to reduce the drain on Treasury of uh, people having to take up the aged pension. Mm. Uh, what are they driving at here? What's he, what's, he, what's he actually saying now? I mean, apart from suggesting that, well, they'd make it tougher for you to take the money out... Well, what else is he suggesting here? Because there seems there's a big, you know, between the lines here that they're going to make some changes to super that are going to save the government money. What what are they going to be? Well, uh, it would seem uh, from all sorts of uh, hints and uh, and you know, rubbing fingers up the size of noses that uh, it might be talking about removing or reducing the tax concessions enjoined by super uh, so that uh, you know the income produced by your super fund would be taxed at the at the uh, the top rate of you know 45% or whatever it is uh, rather than 15% uh, and uh, this would certainly cause some damage to many people's uh, uh, savings mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and uh, again it, it's sort of a uh, uh, revenue that the government would not like to forego. It would like to get as much of that revenue as it can because super funds are worth trillions of dollars. Uh, so that's 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 the hint that's coming. Well, one of the other of, uh, one of the other big ta- yeah one of the other big tax concessions is of course that that if you take money out of super after you've retired after you've met threshold conditions of age and so on that money is tax free. Uh, is the government seriously suggesting now they're going to tax that? Well, it would conflict entirely with what Keating set out, Mm. as I say, a a bit over 30 years ago. It would be a complete redefinition of uh, uh, the the superannuation or the retirement incomes policy, as he grandly called it. This this budget is going to be a perler in May. Uh, There could be all sorts of nasties turning up. Mm. Yeah, the uh, opposition, maybe predictably uh, through their financial services spokesman, Stuart Roberts, says while the coalition's all for enshrining a definition for super, it should be focused on what individual Australians want. The problem is the Treasurer's talking about his purpose for super and the super fund's purpose for super, not the purpose for individual Australians. The Treasurer talking this morning about dignity, but again he's speaking about the dignity of the super funds. The Coalition, the Liberal and National Parties, we're concerned more about the dignity of the individual. And what can be more dignified than an individual Australian owning their own house? And frankly, what can be more undignified than a super fund using your money to buy a house that you have to rent? Well, <laughs> he's, got hmm. a, he's got a point, hasn't he? He absolutely has. Uh, uh, some some of the those struggling most 
uh, in our society because it's a it's an ageing uh, community we all live in uh, it, it, uh, those who have to rent they're in retirement exactly but they have to if they have to rent they don't own their own home and it's very difficult for them uh, to, to keep going and and uh, Stuart Robert is, is essentially saying that if they had a you know an opportunity to buy a house 20 years earlier or before their retirement they'd be better off and the counter argument is that uh, do they really want to uh, live on the age pension uh, if they have uh, spent all their savings. Mm. Yes, uh, the government might find might find it heavy going here. <laughs> I, su- mm. I suspect because plenty of people would say, "Well, look, I didn't withdraw. Uh, I make early withdrawals on my super for a trivial reason. I did, I did it because I actually needed the money." And, and yeah, and also it's not as if. Uh, Oh well, COVID's gone. There are there are no uh, great demands on uh, people spending anymore. Everything's uh, honky dory. That's not true. I mean, the treasurer himself has talked about uh, what does he put a poly crisis, which seems to be uh, an accumulation of disasters uh, that, that is hitting the economy and individual finances, and and might provoke uh, people to, uh, m- m- you know, to encourage them to uh, to want to use their super right away, uh, so that they can survive. This, uh, uh, I don't think there's going to be a recession, but it's certainly not going to be economic happy times for a while. No. Anyway, we shall await further developments, but uh, the developments, I should say, <laughs> when I, I think deserve some pretty, uh, pretty strict scrutiny when they emerge. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, the former US President Jimmy Carter, who he's 98, he's... Uh, <laughs> It seems in in the last stages of his life, he's entered hospice care at his home. He's uh, uh, very unwell. The US President Joe Biden sent uh, his love and prayers, as no doubt many millions of others around the world would too. It's a time to reflect, isn't it, on the Carter presidency. He was president from 1977 to 1981, Mm. and recently uh, he's been, as I say, he's been very well. Uh, very unwell. He's he's now the oldest living former president. He's a Nobel Peace Prize laureate. Still lives in Plains, Georgia, where he grew up with his wife Roslyn. He was a he was a he. Look, I, I think a lot of people thought his presidency wasn't that great. We'll discuss the reasons why, but I think most people would say he was a very good human. Would you agree? Exactly. I think we're seeing a lot of people come to the fore to say, well, you know, I have some qualms about the Carter presidency, but not Carter himself. And particularly now when he appears to be going out with the sort of dignity and grace that marked that the human side of that presidency. But also, you know, this is, he's a contrast, and the spotlight on him is a contrast to some of the immature yobs that are populating uh, American politics at the moment, including the former Premier who keeps uh, stomping around like uh, you know, an upset uh, four-year-old having tantrums uh, at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and it's, it, it, that, that contrast might, uh, might reach through to uh, voters um, in 24. Look, the, the, it's interesting to go back when... when, when uh, uh, when Jared Ford, uh, Jerry Ford lost the election to Jimmy Carter, Ford waited around the White House. Uh, Carter came, met him. They they had consultations. 
uh, Ford helped him uh, help the transition and, and welcomed him there. And they both uh, said similar things about America you know, and democracy thriving. Compare that to what happened, uh, you know, in uh, in 2020. It, it, it's just. It's just a world of difference, and it mm. makes you realise uh, how how uh, how um, grubby might be the word that uh, some of our political leaders have become. Yes, that's right. I mean, it, it, the, the Carter presidency in, in last in last one term, of course, which is unusual. Normally, presidents usually get two terms. The hostage crowd, I mean, uh, Donald Trump got one term, and uh, Jimmy Carter did two. Although Ch- Carter's presidency was really. Uh, totally compromised, wasn't it, by the Iran hostage crisis, which went on for more than a year. Yes, uh, and uh, such is the nature of uh, of American politics. He, he had to carry the blame for that, uh, and it was a a, a dead, dreadful time for America. Uh, and and of course, it it led on to. Uh, uh, to to uh, you know, uh, fair way later to to wars and invasions, mm. uh, which uh, which harmed the whole uh, globe. But uh, yeah, that that was uh, the great anchor around uh, his uh, presidency, preventing it from uh, you know, going ahead as a triumph. Mm. Yes, indeed. Uh, anyway, he's not, as you say, he's not uh, died yet, but um, but clearly that can't be far away. Just before we go, speaking of legacies, uh, there's uh, there's still, I mean, the, the, a, a formal yes-no sort of part of the campaign being launched on The Voice uh, this week too. The, the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, is, uh, is trying to hit the legacy button in relation to this issue. This is an opportunity, and when you're sitting on the porch uh, post-Parliament, have you played a constructive role? Uh, have you made a difference? Uh, we know uh, that uh, what has been happening up to now uh, is not working. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty clear, isn't it, that that the opposition under Mr Dutton are not going to enthusiastically support the voice, that much is clear, and that they may decide to say very little about it, if not even oppose it. Well, that that would be remarkable, I would suggest. We we don't expect the referendum to be held until, what, uh, something like eight to ten months' time. That's right. It's a long way Uh, away. That's right. It it is. And Peter Dutton can't spend eight to ten months going, oh, I want to know more. Uh, He he has to reach a a, a decision and uh, see how it plays within his own party and in the broad electorate. Uh, look, I think there's a there's a, a number of Australians of of all parties who think, yeah, well, constitutional recognition that's a good idea. We've been talking about it for decades, and this seems a, a, a pretty good way to implement it. But uh, if if Peter Dutton is is uh, is yet again the straggler uh, at an important uh, Indigenous uh, moment, and I'm referring the other one being, of course, the apology to the stolen generation, I, I, I don't think he's going to come out of it well. Hmm. We shall see, as you say, a very long time to go. All right, Malcolm, good to talk. Thank you. Pleasure, sir. All the best. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife.